I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode two of the Sports Sit Down. I'm Adam Westwood, joined today with Josh Allen. Yeah, hi, guys. Welcome back. It's good to have you back. Um, I'm not the only one, though. We've also got two other guests. Would you like to introduce yourself, guys? Uh, hi, uh, I'm Joseph. Uh, Joseph Ash. <laughs> hi, and I'm Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's all you need. You're Nathan. Um, this week's going to be a bit more of a football-focused episode. Um, yep. There's not really been too much happening in the sport this week. That we've been particularly interested in. What a start from me. Cracking. Who cares for the Super Bowl, shall I say? Um, let's go straight into the Premier League. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that last episode, we made some, me and Adam made some predictions. Um, we're perhaps going to look over them and just see at what their scores actually were. And we're going to have a bit of input from the other two lads and see their insights as well. So, we first want to talk about Chelsea LC. When we shot the episode last week, it was a Tuesday, the, the night after. We didn't predict that game against Bournemouth, but for me anyway, it was a bit of a heartbreak seeing that we, con- we conceded four goals away at Bournemouth. So not ideal, you know. Um, however, Chelsea did bounce back, beating Huddersfield 5-0. Guys, did you? what did you f- make of the game? What, the Bournemouth game? Uh, both, yeah. They just lacked any sort of threat and Bournemouth basically took them to work on the counter and they had no response to it. That's what I think whenever I've seen Bournemouth this season, that's really been their tactic. Obviously, it's working a treat for them. They're sitting, you know, mid-table, bang on 10th. Um, they're one of those teams that do tend to win or lose. They're not too many draws. They do tend to score a lot of goals as well, as we saw you know, me and Nathan, Chelsea fans, we unfortunately had to witness that. Not so much for you two boys, but um, Joe, did you did you see much of this action, mate? Um, unfortunately, I didn't. I saw the I saw the highlights on YouTube. Uh, I just I don't think I've seen Chelsea play that bad in about. Well, I can't even remember the last time they played that bad. I've got it written down here that it was their worst defeat in the Premier League. Since ninety six, yeah, which is mental, and even that was to was it to Man United? Yeah, it so Man. it was to Liverpool. Oh, it's to Liverpool. It's to Liverpool. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, long time since that that defeat, and obviously against more of a established team than you'd say Bournemouth are. Um, Adam, I know you wanted to you know touch upon this maybe about what we were talking about last week in terms of salary. You know, is it working? Is it not? Um, yeah, I think it was a very weird game just because I, I looked at the stats afterwards. I think Bournemouth had under 30% possession the entire game. Um, so they really just sat back and let Chelsea try and attack and took it on the counter and that's how they won the game, it seems. Um, but then I don't. I, I commented quite uh, quite negatively on Sarri last week. But then after the, the, this, this weekend's results, um, I think we should take a bit of that criticism back but then at the same time, it was against Huddersfield. So yeah. it's not the toughest of opposition. True. It's the best game I've seen from Chelsea this season, I'd have to say. Well, it was a 5-0, 5-0 against Huddersfield at home at Stamford Bridge. What was, apart from that general comment, what do you think was good about the game? What do you think was different opposed to against Bournemouth? Um, well, they went forward with a bit more impotence 
They were threatening. The midfield were contributing to the attacks. Kante got two assists from his uh, right midfield position. And Barkley was looking more lively than he normally is. Um, Hazard and Higuain on his, well, his third appearance now for the club. They were linking up excellently. And Higuain got two really good goals to get his account underway. Yeah, I think I think this was you know pivotal that Chelsea did bounce back straight away and... Like we've mentioned just then, there's no easier, you know, opponents come up against than Huddersfield, um, sitting 11, with 11 points, minus 33 goal difference. Obviously, that's been affected by the 5-0 routing from Chelsea. But, um, yeah, like we said, I think that it was really nice to see what the, a main striker linking up with the players around him. I think Chelsea have been searching for that ever since Drogba has gone. Um you know, Costa was great for a couple of years, but it was, as we've seen, it was only short term. It was only two or three seasons. I mean, I said last week, I think that Higuain would be the same, but at this moment in time, as Chelsea fans, we need to focus on the, the near future, securing top four, trying to do as well as possible in the cup competitions, such as Europa League and, you know, the Carabao Cup, also in the FA Cup as well. Um, but yeah, Hazard on fire again. Um, so, yeah, just a very positive result, really. Do you think Chelsea will actually manage to hold their like fourth-place position at the moment? Because Man United are rapidly approaching. Um, I, as a Chelsea fan, I do believe we can. Um, I, I think You're uh, wrong. Well, you're very beg wrong. Beg to differ. But um, I think, as I was go, going on, uh, I, th- I think it'll be very difficult just because, even though, yes, United are in Champions League as well, there's always this curse of the Europa League, you know, rumour going around that the Thursday, then Sunday, you know, the the travelling as well, it does, you know, work against the team. And I think that could be quite difficult with Chelsea, who are favourites to, you know, reach the later stages of that competition along with the other two. What about you, Nathan? I think a good marker of how Chelsea will finish this season will be the next sort of six games. Man City in the league, um, they've got... Man United in the FA Cup, Malmo home and away in the champ in the Europa League. Sorry, they got Man City again in the Carabao Cup final. Yeah, so it's on. It's just going to be on a knife edge, really. If they can get the good results here, that could give them the momentum to go forward and finish in the top four. But if they struggle against these sides, Man City twice is going to be a challenge. And if it could just halt the momentum, and Man United will probably overtake them. Yeah. What do you guys think about Spurs finishing in the top four? Though? Do you think they're pretty much set? They're currently uh, they're currently seven points ahead of um, uh, Chelsea, who are in, th- in fourth. So they're currently nine points ahead of Man United. Um, I don't know. I feel like Spurs are one of those teams where they're very they're very hit or miss. I feel like one season they'll do really well and push for the title, and the next season they're call up, they're almost pushing for Europa League. And uh, personally, I'm not really a big fan of um, Pochettino. I think he's quite an unproven manager. He's been, in, he's been in the league now for what, like five years overall with his time. At, um, Yet to win a trophy. Yeah, exactly. He's not one. This is why I'm annoyed that Man United keep being linked back yeah. to him because it's like, why why go with someone that's unproven at a big level? You've been at a big club for so long, such a good pool, pool of talent and you've not won, not even won a cup trophy. So I feel like I'd rather just stay with uh, Solskjaer. That's a different topic for later on. Yeah. Um, no, do you think that do you think that Spurs are going to stay in the top three or top four? Shall I say? Uh, yeah, I, I personally do think so. I think you you look at that. The even though United are very you know really going for it at the minute, I think they've got a good cushion of seven points between them, uh, Chelsea and Tottenham, um, and Spurs. If you just look at their 
their form. They've not drawn a game this season. I don't think that's happened since Bolton a good few years ago, um, maybe about 10, 12 years ago when they were in the Premier League. Um, so they're, they're winning a lot. Obviously, to win a title, six defeats already with another 13 games uh, to go. Um, I think it'll be out of their reach. But then again, you could say that they are in a shot because if Man City are, if people are saying Man City is still on for it and they're only two points ahead, why aren't Spurs, you know? There's still a lot of games left. There's still like 12 games left to go. Um, so, I mean, I think it's, it's anyone's, like, any, anyone in the top four could realistically still win the league, mm. I think. I'd rule out Chelsea on. I think, yeah, just that yeah, gap there yeah, saying that. does, it is like a, you know, um, I personally think that the top three, not saying they will stay the same, but I think that those three teams will be in in there. Not that same order for definite. Um, I do believe that City will go on to win it just because I think when they get their full score, I know Liverpool are missing a lot of players, but I think that City, they've got the momentum now. Um, however, I won't keep it you, too long, I'll share it around, but I believe that City's, I've got a lot more fixtures than Liverpool coming up in the next month. I think they've got something like eight fixtures with the Champions League, with the Carabao Cup, and I think they're still in the FA Cup, are they? Yeah. I think they are, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are. yeah. Whereas Liverpool, out of Carabao Cup, out of um, FA Cup, so they've got Premier League and Champions League to focus on. So, But I think Man City have the depth to deal with that. Liverpool really don't. As we're seeing now, they're struggling. Now they've got a few key players out. They've bottled two games in a row. Like their games where, like West Ham, they should be beating West Ham. And even, yeah, even Leicester. Yeah, like. West Ham especially because of their current form, you know, going and getting smacked 3-0 by Wolves just last week. Um, but West Ham are one of those teams, again, where it's very inconsistent. You don't know what to expect from them. Um, but yeah, like you just said there, Joe, I think Leicester and West Ham were quite... Quite nice teams that Liverpool are coming up against. They're not going to be easy by no means. No teams are, but yeah, they should they should be doing better from that set of results, especially after drawing the first one last week to Leicester. Just going back to the uh, point about the squad depth you made, Adam. Um, Liverpool having to play James Milner at right back, and Adam Lallana is now getting in the starting lineup when he hasn't had a sniff all season. So it does prove when they've got injuries to key players, they do struggle to fill those positions. Yeah, because well, I think I think the thing is with Man City and Chelsea a few seasons ago, definitely not as much now, but um, they could almost field two different teams completely. So they can play a different team, and they'll probably play a completely different team in the Carabao Cup finals they will the next game in the Premier League, and they might start one or two big names, but there'll be a lot. The majority of the squad will end up being not first team players, and the same thing can be said for the FA Cup, and obviously Champions League. They're going to put out their, their strongest team, but that then and there, there's always a lot of. They've got that much strength that even if they have to put Aguero on the bench for the weekend, they can then put Gabriel Jesus up front. Yeah. It's like, it's not, it's silly. Most teams in the in most teams in the league haven't even got a, a striker as quality as Jesus. Yeah. And then they've got Aguero who's so much better as well. More than able to fill that void. Whereas Liverpool, Firmino, Firmino and then when they took him off um, against West Ham last night, Origi came on. He's just not the same calibre of player. Whereas as you said, Jesus and Aguero very well matched, both brilliant strikers. I think the thing is with like someone like Origi, he's not really had a sniff at first team football since he joined. Was it the Euros he did really well then joined after? Um, well, I know that he was performing very well. In, was it before the Euros he joined? I think it was in Belgium that he yeah, was playing his well, trade. He was, was he playing for France? I thought he was playing for Lille. I thought he was playing for Lille. Was it? 
It might have been. It might have been either, it was either France or Belgium. Either way, he's, yeah. I think he did well at an international competition. That's when he was bought. But since then, he's not had a first team chance. Yeah, and he's not even been sent out on loan either. It's yeah. just been really. Well, kept. No, he went for the season to Wolfsburg. Of course, he did. But, um, I don't really think he kicked on much from that. You know, the aim I was for him to get more time. I think that's the problem because everyone. I remember everyone kept saying that Origi was better than Rashford. But Rashford was given so much more first-team chances and has been allowed to play at a high level. That he's developed a lot further than that, whereas Origi's not had that opportunity. So he's just sort of stagnated at the well, same level. Yeah, this is what's happened with Liverpool. As good as the front three are, and you wouldn't want to you know, ever take any of them out if you could play them every time. Um, you look at players like Dominic Solanke, who was only there for a year and a half after joining from Chelsea. He went there, barely got any time, and he's moved on as a player that's stagnated, if not perhaps got worse. Yes, yeah, I think that hopefully he should kick on out Bournemouth. They're more for giving young players a chance. Whereas Liverpool, with such a fr- uh, strong and formidable front three, they don't really rotate that much. And you can tell there's a drop off when you do. Do you think Liverpool, who do you think is going to win the league? Do you think that Liverpool are going to win the league or do you think Man City will? I think City will win it. Um, I think it'll be really, really narrow. Um but yeah, I just think City, like you said, when they've got all that squad back, you know, they're missing a lot of defenders. Like I know they had to play Fernandinho centre-back against Arsenal on Sunday. Um, Laporte left-back, which, you know, it's not the worst, but um, I think once they've got Otamendi, company, you know, the full fit squad, that's the best, if not one of the best in Europe. So I'd go City, but I think it'll be narrow. I think Liverpool will have to get some praise and also likes of Spurs. I'd also go Man City. They've just got the know-how. And it's, I don't think any teams um, successfully retain the Premier League title this decade, but it could be this time. This could be the first time because Pep Guardiola's teams, they just know how to win. They've come through a small blip and they've recovered. We've seen Liverpool going through the same sort of patch of form now. It's, we're yet to see how they'll recover. Yeah. No, 100 <coughs> 100%. You. I definitely think City will win it. I'd, I'd, I'd prefer Liverpool to win it, just as a bit Get of a variety. No, it, I, I'm not a Liverpool fan by any means, but you I just would, want different. I would different. like a variety in who okay. wins it. See, I, being a Man United fan, I don't want either of these teams to win the league. If you had an option, though, but would if you I have to choose, I'd rather Man City yeah. because I just I think that Liverpool, just for the fans' sake, Liverpool fans are never going to let us live it down mm-hmm. if they win the league. They've been still rank, like they're still bang on about the fact they won it 25 years ago. So I mean, if they win one now, we're never going to hear the end of it. Think of how many. Think of our poor ears. <laughs> but no, I just don't think they've got the. I don't think they've got the depth in the squad. I don't think they've got the quality in there either. They've earned, they're they're sort of without a few of their big name players. They're not really a capable side. If you take someone like Aguero, or you could take someone like Sane out of the city side, and they're still as good. If you take Salah or uh, Mane out of the team, what really are they? Yeah. That's my issue with the drop off, isn't there? There's a clear drop off compared to City, where there seems to be mainly continuity rather than, like we said, dropping off. Like, as good as players like uh, Shakiri have done, they're not that same level. They're, they might have a few good games, but not be able to maintain it like the, the big guns up, up front for them. I agree. <coughs> Should we move on uh, to the weekend's games and our predictions for those? We did yeah. this last weekend, and it went quite well. To carry on with that. So, yeah. the first game we've got uh, Man United versus Fulham. It's the first game of the weekend. I'll go last on this because it's my team. So, what's everyone else think? Go on, lads. Uh, I went I went 3-0 to Man United. Oh, no, I didn't. I went 2-1 to Man United, sorry. And I went 3-0. Yeah, yeah I went 3-0 as well. I, I just think that United are going to have too much. I think Fulham going to struggle to really 
uh, cause major threats. We saw in the game against Palace at the weekend that they are providing the service, you know, the whipping balls into the box, but it's only ever really Mitrovic there. And one man can't, you know, fend, fend off the challenges of three defenders. They need to provide that support. Somebody like Kearney or Shirley need to get in and around him and give him that support. So I think it'll be a 3-0 win for United. That is the one thing I do think Fulham have over the other teams around the relegation zone is they've got a goal scorer, but they do just leak too many goals and it's going to be hard for them to stay up. I went 3-0. I've gone 4-0, surprisingly. I'm really pushing the boat here, but I think... Um, I know we I know we drew against Burnley, which was our first draw in, in nearly 10 games. I'd say that's why I've said they're not going to keep a clean sheet. I think they should have eat against a team like Burnley, especially at yeah, Old should, Trafford. They should not be. We shouldn't be drawing, especially with the run of form we were on. I think it was it was quite a shock <coughs> to the system the fact that we drew. Um, I was surprised they drew, to be honest. I mean, I mean, like, was probably, like I was expecting to lose. Like the fact yeah, that two, my app, my uh, Premier League app, wouldn't reload, uh, so it came through as the full time at two yeah. one. But obviously, Lindelof scored in the last minute. Yeah. So Jeez. I thought I was I was texting Josh like, oh great, oh great, you've lost, we've I've lost, we're just gonna have a big like rant this next week, and then it came through like you've already won, you've drawn what you're on about. Um, no, I feel like big win against Leicester at the weekend um, at the King Power Stadium. It's a really hard place to go and get results at. So getting anything there was quite decent. Rashford getting another goal. Um, I can't see I can't see them scoring past De Gea. Like yes, they've got Mitrovic, who's a who's quite he's becoming quite a proven goal scorer. Mm. But I feel like I just feel like they're not doing well enough in terms of like if we can get a goal early, their their morale seems to fall quite quickly when they concede. Yeah, the floodgates will open. So I feel like if we can get one early, which I I mean considering Rashford's current form, I can't see him not scoring against Fulham, considering the amount of goals they've leaked this season so far. I feel like. If we get an early goal, it can be three. It could be. I've put down four, but it could be five or six if we get one early. Well, yeah, conceding fifty-five in twenty-five games, more than two a game, it's just not not good enough to to try and keep you up. We've only scored twenty-five. Yeah, twenty-five as well is not the worst. As you you know, teams like Cardiff and um, Newcastle scoring less, but they are just con- like conceding a lot less than though they are. Hence why those teams are higher up in the table. Um, if they are going to survive though, it's going to be thanks to Mitrovic, which I can see leaving in, I can see him leaving 100%. in the summer. Just because I feel like he's that good of a goal scorer that he'll go to somewhere a bit more, a bit further up the league. Like I could see him going to somewhere like West Ham or Everton where he's got a bit more stability in the league and they'll play to his strengths Yeah, they'll more. give him serve more service. I thought that's the main problem that they, he, they just don't play to well enough. Like with, um, it's almost like what Chelsea were doing before with someone like Morata or someone um so yeah, I can use Morata as a good example or Giroud. Like they don't play to his strengths. Like you need to really build a team around him. And if you focus on cross it on getting loads of uh, getting like wingers down the pitch so you can cross the ball into Mitrovic and not playing to his feet, then you're gonna you're gonna be able to score goals because he's a threat in the air. But I feel like people are just like you don't people don't like are scared to almost build a team around one player in case he gets injured, was, which is understandable. Yeah, because they might say, "Oh, we're putting all our eggs in one basket when this might not work out." But I think. <clears throat> They, they they have to do that now that it's last chance saloon they are you know five points adrift of Cardiff the team above them and seven points from safety so it is looking ever more difficult to get out of that dogfight it is indeed uh, next we've got Watford versus Everton uh, I've predicted a nice 2-0 to Watford going to continue their, their run of form um, I'm I'm going for 2-1 Watford um, Everton at the minute very I'd like to mention I say run a form but they did draw at the weekend nil nil so <laughs> there we go um, yeah Everton at the minute 
very you, you just don't know what to expect from me i like i said i think i mentioned this last week what is silver's plan is he wanting to make them a passing team is he wanting to be quite direct like he's got some good players in the squad like richarlison andre gomez on you know the year the year loan from barcelona and i like players like luca dean at left back um to replace baines but are they wanting to play nice attractive football or that is their aim you know Yes, they, they sit in ninth, so this will be a mid-table clash with Watford in eighth. Um, but Everton, we normally associate with pushing for those Europa League spots and going, you know, trying to go further in the cup competitions. They're a well-established Premier League team. So I've gone two on Watford. I think that, I think Deeney might enjoy this game. I think he, he's a big presence and he might bully the likes of Michael Keane. Yeah, I went 2-0 as well. And... I think it's because Watford's squad is quite a tall team, very strong physical players. And a stat I saw was Marco Silva, 67 games in the Premier League. And I think it's about half of them games he's, his teams have conceded yeah, a set piece. And I just think Watford, they've been one of the uh, outstanding teams outside the top six this season. And I yeah. think they're going to have enough to beat Everton, who have been pretty poor. Yeah. Joe? Uh, I went 2-1 as well and that's just I really rate Pickford I don't know what everyone else's opinions on him are yeah, but I really after watching Everton play um, the past month I don't think he's got a good enough back four I feel like he probably gets more stick than he deserves because of the amount of goals Everton are conceding at the moment um, and so I, I don't think they'll win I think they'll definitely score but I think their defence is not good enough to keep clean sheets at the moment hence why 2-1 I yeah. agree um, well, we'd I just agree. like to mention Marco Silva returning to Watford Ooh. after yeah. Everton tried to sn- well take him away from them yeah. earlier on in last season yeah we uh, don't know what atmosphere it's going to be there it might not be the, the friendliest of places for, in, for the Portuguese men to go you know but we wait and see I feel like it's going to be a quite interesting game. That it's one of those games where it could go either way. Like I think we've all, do we all predict Everton? No, we all pre- you predicted Everton. I, everyone else predicted Watford. I, 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 went, I went Watford as well. Yeah, two Watford. one. Oh, everyone two went Watford. Watford. Yeah, yeah, Watford. Okay, but then like everyone has gone for Watford. But I feel like it really could easily be an Everton win. Both yeah, of them because yeah. they are they are they are uh, eighth Next, and ninth on the yeah. table. Watford are a point. Watford are eighth. Everton are ninth. Um, and I just think I think Watford are too strong of a team at the minute. Just more more in the attack. I think Everton haven't got enough defensively to to deal with that uh, attacking line especially with like all the like uh, Pereira's doing really well at the minute I think it's Decore, just Decore, uh, rate Decore I think they've done well for the time being anyway to keep hold of him there was interest from PSG um, I don't know if the transfer went through but there was talk of Idrissa Gay going to PSG and that seems to have unsettled the, the team a little bit that's a big it's a big thing for Everton to keep hold of him because when he doesn't play they're a completely different animal he is so good at what he does. His tackling stats, and his, just his control of the midfield, their options aren't as good without him. And I just think that's a good keep hold of him. Yeah, um, so I think that's about enough. Uh, what are we going for? Huddersfield at home to Arsenal, guys. I uh, didn't write down a prediction to this one, but I'm going to say Arsenal are going to win 2-0. Okay. Uh, I, I went 2-0 as well, yeah. Nathan? I've gone four one to Arsenal. Four one. Oh yeah, I've gone four nil Arsenal. I I think Arsenal mentioned it last week as well. Um, lots of injuries at the minute, especially in defence. 
it's a bit of a makeshift defence, you know, sometimes playing Lipstein centre-back or Xhaka left-back. <clears throat> um, I think this game, I think Huddersfield might give them a better game than I'm giving them account for, but I think Arsenal's attacking prowess and they, they're going to have, it's just going to be too much for them. The, the likes of Ramsey and if Ozil is playing, they're going to have so much freedom and uh, I think they'll just pick Huddersfield apart who look pretty depleted at the minute. Going back to Nathan's score prediction, do you genuinely think they're going to score? Like, like at the moment... Have you seen Mustafi play this season? Wait, who am I? Who are you, who are you on about? Arsenal. I'm on about Huddersfield. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mustafi's that bad that they're going to you know, score like, past Against him. City, he was oh, so far. Yeah, I like. saw it. But for a team who's average a goal every two games... Do you seriously think against Arsenal that that's team? Um, they're at home. I think, if the manager won't say it, I think he's been brought in for next season in the championship to get them back up. And I think now it's just a bed and in period um, just to try and steady the ship, get the same sort of style of play what they've always had under Wagner. I think at home, the crowd will be up for it against Arsenal get behind them Arsenal are poor at the back maybe they could get a goal Which I agree be, it'd be a rare now sight you've, you've in that convinced me now I feel like it should be 2-1 I've gone I'm sticking with 4-0 I I'm, think I'm staying 2-0 I I'm think not. it's quite a damning fact that the two forwards for Huddersfield Mooney and Depoitre have won goal between them and that City scored more goals in January than Huddersfield did in the whole 2018 I think that kind of says it all they're I think the club are, it's a really, it seems like a great club. I just feel like great spirit to, you know, the town really gets behind them. But championship at, yeah, at the minute they're out of their depth and last year they were quite fortunate. You know, I think this year, unfortunately for the neutral, they'll go down. Yeah, I kind of, I have to agree. I don't think, I can't see them getting anywhere further than they are now. They're stuck dead at the bottom. I can't see them getting to 19th even. Well, yeah, um, six points adrift, you know. But no, I feel like a Bamiyang and like a Zetch too strong of a partnership at the moment. They're doing, like, together they're doing so well and I can't see them, uh, I can't see uh, Huddersfield Dent in that at the moment. Okay, um, Southampton Cardiff, this is more of a, you know, down the bottom of the en uh, end of the table. See, I always find the bottom of the table clash is quite interesting because they're, they're quite like championship games almost, Oof. a lot of them. Not knocking the championship at all. Championship's a brilliant league, but... Um, I can. I've gone. I put down two two for this game. Okay. What do you think? Uh, I, I've gone one all. Um, <clears throat> both teams don't score a lot of goals, um, but I I think Southampton will take the lead, and I think Cardiff will get a later equaliser. Um, I I don't know. I think Cardiff that's been quite a trend this season. They have scored quite a few late goals, such as. The one again, the game against uh, Leicester. I think they won it when Camarasa scored quite a nice goal. Um, but yeah, going back to my point, I think it will, I'm going to go for a one-all draw: Southampton versus Cardiff. Boys, what are you saying? I went nil-nil. Um, not for any in particular reason. I just believe it. It's going to be a draw, and I I think it's going to be quite a boring game. Yeah, I'd agree. One-one. Hassan Hutu has got his team well oiled now and they are stronger at the back they've had a couple of 1-1 one, one draws recently and I just think that's just going to continue okay um, I think that's pretty much enough said perhaps maybe we could comment on the Salah investigation what's happened with the plane um, stories coming out 
you know, recently in the last 24 hours or so that the play, picture of the plane, you know, they, they've published them that the plane was spotted at the seabed. They're currently at the minute as we speak on this uh, Tuesday evening investigating to see whose bodies it was. They found one. Uh, and then oh, they, They're on about um, recovering. I think they, they said that they'll be able to quite easily recover the plane. And they said that it would be good for his family to finally have like closure. Yeah. If it, if it is his body, I presume. Yeah, you just want to know the definitive, you know, what has happened. Um, so if we hear anything more, we'll we'll keep you updated on that next week. And we hope it's positive stuff. But um, moving on to Palace versus West Ham, boys. Um, I've put 1-1. Uh, I, I think West Ham are going to be up for it because even though they only got a draw against Liverpool, that is a big result for them. I think everyone expected Liverpool to sort of run away with the game. Um, it's a nice middle of the table sort of clash. I think uh, Palace are going to try and push to get top top half of the table uh, in the last few weeks. They're currently sat in 14th um, and West Ham are only two, uh, only two places ahead of them. Um, I've put 1-1, one, one, but it could easily go either way. But I've just got a feeling. I'm not going to say West Ham are going to win, actually. I'm thinking Ooh. West Ham are going to win. He's changing it. Changing my mind midway through. Not because he's seen my, my prediction, of course. I've not, um, actually. <laughs> I've gone... I've uh, got my glasses on. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, I've gone Palace 1, West Ham 2. Um, like Adam's just said, I think the, the result against Liverpool produce, you know, really just give a big boost to the whole club. Um, and I think that Arnautovic staying as well will really benefit them this season, even if he does leave in the summer. Um him and Anderson look, you know, like quality players. I think Anderson might get a goal in this one. I, I just went one all as well. <coughs> Josh is currently dying. Yeah. I am. I was holding that one in for long. Oh, Anderson oh. and Artovich really keeping it in me. <laughs> that is disgusting. What do you think, Nathan? Yeah, I've also gone 1-1. One, one. Um, I was pretty impressed with Palace uh, at the weekend, <coughs> getting a 2-0 win against Fulham. I know it's only Fulham, but a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of weeks Hodgson was pretty much without a striker now. They've got Wickham back from a long-term injury. Benteke looks like he, he could be on the way up again. And Bashuai looks like a very good signing. Yeah. What do you all think? <laughs> oh, well, you can really hear that. What do you think of Bashuai? Do you reckon he's going to do, do well for them? Um, yeah, I, I think I think so. Um, Chelsea bought him for a reason. Good goal scorer in Ligue 1 with Marseille. I know it's much you know people say it's much easier division than Premier League fair enough um, but for a side like Palace I think if he was to come in and get at least say seven or eight goals I think that would push them over the edge you know keeping them well in the in the league and I do think he'll do good and maybe even be able to get the, the best out of Benteke which we haven't seen for years yeah I agree with what you said about Batshuayi he is a good goal scorer I think it was Thierry Henry said when he was assistant manager at Belgium He's the best goal scorer he's seen in the entire team with players like Hazard and De Bruyne and Lukaku. That's very high Statement, praise. Statement, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I just don't think he suited Chelsea's style of play. But if Palace do play to his strengths, you, like you said, he could get seven or eight goals. Well, didn't he? Was it last season he was at Dortmund? Yeah, he joined he last did, January. He seemed to do pretty decent at Dortmund when he was there, but yeah. he wasn't there for too long. Yeah, he was just there for six um, months. I don't know, I feel like it would be a decent transfer. I feel like he could really do a lot for them. Yeah. Um, and the partnership with Benteke will be key if they can really nail that down. Um, but no, I think, I think it's going to be an interesting game. Joe, do you, 
What's your prediction for this one, mate? What, which one? Crystal Palace West Ham. Palace West Ham. I've already said one all. Oh, you, had a, you may have had a coughing fit in the middle That'll of it. That'll probably explain it. So um, I, I, get some water down your anyway. I will. Water. Right, you guys jump on to the next game then. Okay, we've got Liverpool-Bournemouth next. 3-0. 3-0 Liverpool? 3-0 Liverpool. Never know with Bournemouth. Never know Bournemouth. Beat Chelsea 4-0 last week. <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool dipping. I, th- I think they're going to break their streak against Bournemouth. Like I, of drawing, of I playing poorly. Do not. I put another one-one draw. Really? I I can't see, I can't see them trying to get. I can't seem to get anything from Bournemouth. Anything other than a point. Like, I know Bournemouth are going to Anfield, and it could be, could be very mistaken here. And watch me say this, and that Liverpool are going to win like four 0 But I don't know. I know they Bournemouth did lose the weekend to Cardiff. Yeah. Big defeat, but. They've still got... Oh, come on. It's a big game. They do well at big games. We saw us with Chelsea. Ah, funny. <laughs> That's why I've gone 2-1 to Liverpool. I think Bournemouth... I think Josh mentioned it earlier how middle of the road sort of inconsistent they are. And they always give the big teams a good game. So, 2-1. Yeah, um, I'm back, guys. Uh, I'm going to go for a 2 all draw. Um Nathan's just said it, the point that I made earlier. Bournemouth, if you look at it, 10 wins, 3 draws and 12 losses. They don't like Spurs. They don't draw a lot. Um, I miss they, just, they just don't. I thought you were going uh, there. They just don't <laughs> like Spurs. It's <laughs> 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 really confused where the point was going. <laughs> um, yeah, two all, I think. Uh, especially if Bournemouth have got Wilson and King playing. And Brooks as well, who I know missed the Cardiff game. There's rumours of him, of uh, Spurs potentially putting in a £50 million bid for him in the summer. Who's this for? Uh, David Brooks, young oh. lad that signed from Sheffield United. As Joe will give us an insight. Joe, did you know he was going to be a good player? Uh, could you tell as a Sheffield United fan? Uh, he showed promise, definitely. Uh, when did they sign him, was it? It was just the summer. I think it just summer got just gone. No, um, no, definitely. Um, again, it, 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 um, Sheffield United especially, a lot of the attention gets directed towards people like Billy Sharp or like Duffy, people who have been there for quite a few years. So it is quite nice to see young players, because United produce good young players, it's a fact. We produce, we've we got Harry Maguire, Walker, we've got, we produce young players. Um, and it is very nice to see any young Sheffield United player be represented in like elite leagues such as the Premier League. Yeah, Um Interesting analysis on the yeah, board. nice little insight from the from the local lad. Um, Locally, <laughs> Brighton, Brighton and Burnley. Ooh, what a cracker! I put a nice nil nil. The only nil nil I've got. I've gone one nil away win for Burnley. Um, <clears throat> Brighton are in a bit of a slump at the minute. Burnley did well to rescue a point at home. Southampton, Peter, big Peter Crouch, the robot man, coming on, causing you know pure chaos. The king of podcasts. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think Burnley for me one nil. It'll be. I think it'll be quite a scrappy game. Um, no real quality from either side, um, but it depends whether Brighton can get the likes of Glenn Murray firing again. Pascal Gross, who was a very good signing last year for three and a half million pounds last summer, um, well, summer before last. Um, but yeah, Burnley 1-0 for me. Yeah, I went with the same score as well. I just think it's going to be a very tight, gritty game. Sort of proper, old school, rough. Davy proper. Or what? Is that a reference to Davy proper, the <laughs> no, midfielder for Brighton? Let's say it was. Oh, let's go with it. Uh, I went 1-0 Brighton. Um, 
I know you said that Brighton haven't been in the best form right now. Um, but I, from watching recent highlights of Burnley games, I personally think Joe Hart's past his best. Um, and I, I'm right in saying that he's, he's their number one keeper at the moment. Not at he? the minute. Tom Heaton's come back into the oh. team. It was, I think, about six games ago. Um, Heaton came back from an injury. He was on the uh, bench quite a lot. But then uh, Burnley was suffering a really bad you know, patch of fo- uh, patch of form. So he decided to revert, revert back to the reliable keeper, went with Heaton and hasn't looked back since. You know, I'm still sticking with my 1-0 win there for Brighton. Yeah, fair enough. Controversial opinion here. I don't think Joe Hart's ever been a good keeper. Oh, hot take. I think I don't think he did up, anything for England. He was England. propped up by a very, very good Man City defence when they won the league. Um, and he did, never did anything with England at all, which had a worse defence. And as soon as, he, as soon as he had worse defenders in front of him and had to do more work, he never, he never proved anything. I think he was a, a brilliant shot stopper. Yeah, I was about to say that. But yeah. in other aspects of his goalkeeping, really let him down. Like the passing aspect, which is sort of a requirement of modern keepers, Guardiola immediately sent him off. Didn't want him at the club, yeah. even though he was a legend of the club. And just commanding his box, I don't think he's as good as he could be. Well, because the conversation always was, was who's the best keeper in the Premier League when he was there? It was always, it was always either him or De Gea. But my my rebuttal to everyone who always, always said Joe Hart was, well, if you take the defence out of the equation and just have the keeper, who's going to do better? And Man United, have, have, for the for the last two or three years, have had a dreadful defence. Longer than that, I'd say. I yeah, think since Ferdinand and Vidic yeah, since there's the, not really been quality, has there? I mean, the best defenders we've had until recent years have been Phil Jones and Chris Smalling. And that's saying something. And now we've got Eric Bailly, who's doing really well. And Lindelof's finally starting to get, some, uh, get a bit of form behind him. Um... But yeah, that through that entire time, we always had De Gea always saving games for us, where you'd never have Joe Hart saving a game for Man City. It was always either company doing something or Zabaleta made a big crucial tackle in the last minute to save a game. I reckon that allowed De Gea to develop more because, because he agree. didn't, because Joe Hart had the... Protection. Yeah, protection. Yeah, yeah. Granted, yeah, there were some occasions where he'd do nothing the entire game and then pull out an amazing save. But as in terms of De Gea, he's not had them like back four to fall back on he's had to do it all kind of on his own type thing yeah we man you like we even at the minute we're seeing a great you know run of form they're still quite open in defense so he's required to save a lot more shots i mean was it the arsenal game he always, i mean last uh, season i remember watching the arsenal game where they arsenal had about 35 shots um <clears throat> and then just after christmas uh, man you played spurs at wembley and he had a great game in that one and people said oh well, the the shots were at him, but some of some of you know how close the shots were coming from, and the quality of chances Spurs were reducing. Like Harry Kane, you know, you, it's not easy to save uh, some of Kane's shots from close. He gets power behind it, placement. Uh, De Gea, I, I'd always, I always would go with De Gea in that debate when people used to, you know, discuss it. Would you say he's the best keeper in the world right oh, now? Yeah, yes, definitely. Everyone always says, well, everyone used to say Neuer, but I never, like, Neuer never had to do anything. Yeah, I, I agree. I always think, I've always said De Gea, like, obviously not De Gea in his first year or two, um, but I, I'd always go De Gea. I mean, there's the likes of Oblak at Atletico Madrid doing doing very well as well. His stock's well sought after. Um, but like like we just said with City, they've got a great defence in front. He's got a great defence in front of him. Uh, the likes of Godin, Jimenez. So he's got that safety net in front of him. Whereas De Gea, for the last, well, since he's been here, he's never had quality defenders, really. No. 
And you can see the you can see the gradual improvement from him because when he first came, everyone was everyone always said that he wasn't good enough or he should be doing better. Um, but as the years have as the years have gone on, he's progressed a lot further. He's became a lot better. It's did well-rounded goalkeeper. Like there's not one thing he's really bad at anymore. But that is quite a biased opinion from a Man United fan. I definitely think the World Cup was kind of a a bit of just a bl- a blooper for him. I don't think it really represented his his true ability as a goalkeeper because I don't think it was really shown that well. No, neither. Well, I think that was mainly due to the lack of cohesion in the Spain squad, you know, with Lopetegui um, agreeing to join Real Madrid while still in the job. Um, the, yeah, that was... You know what I mean? It yeah. kind of unsettled the squad. Um, there was no cohesion there. But yeah, De Gea for me. Um, should we move on to the next one, boys? Tottenham versus Leicester. I've got a 2-1. Tottenham. If this was a, if this was at the King Power, it'd be a different. I think it'd be the other way around. But it'll be. Is it at Wembley? It's not Wembley. It's at Wembley. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Spurs are just going to be too too powerful for Leicester. I think as, as great if it's, as from being from Leicester, I'm always going to be a little bit biased towards them. But uh, they've got a very strong side. Um, and I think I think Spurs are going to be able to, to, be able to de- uh, deal quite easily here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two one around same reasons. I don't think they're going to get as many as maybe three, but that's just because. Um, I am biased with Harry Maguire being on the Leicester team. So yes, local lad, best English defender, definitely. Um, Slabhead, top, top geezer. Yeah, I I would have said Walker last season, but I think Walker's had a significant drop off this year. Not the same. Both both Sheffield lads. Yeah, must say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've gone two on Tottenham. Um, I don't think it will be as easy as as maybe these guys have said for Tottenham. Uh, Leicester always caused a big problem. I mean, the last fixture, the only the only thing you might say about Leicester coming into this fixture, they might be a little bit burnt out after going to Anfield, putting in such a big performance. You know, doing the hard yards on that cold evening, um, then playing against United. I haven't personally watched it, but I know that it was quite a close game. One nil suggests that. Um, then another tough away, you know, away side. To go, you know, go to Tottenham, even though it's a Tottenham without the likes of Kane and Ali. Um, I think Son coming back is absolutely massive. We saw his impact. I think he scored against Watford, and then he obviously got that 85th minute um, winner at Wembley at the weekend um, against Newcastle. I think Tottenham will just edge it, but it won't be as comfortable. It won't be comfortable at all. Um, I've gone for 3-1 to Spurs. Um, Spurs have so, not struggled as such, but without their key players like Ali and Kane, they've just been getting by with 2-1 and 1-0 wins, not making it look as beautiful as it has done earlier on in the season under Pochettino. As you said, Leicester could be burnt out from some t- difficult games against the likes of United and Liverpool. 3-1. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we should... It's a bit of a weird one with Spurs. We... Like Adam said about Pochettino, um, some people might say it's a bit harsh, but the fact is there's still no trophies. Um, and I know that my friend Joseph Savage, who asked for a shout out last time, he's um, <laughs> not too happy about some of the opinions on this podcast, but we've got to go with, with it. Um, I, I, just think, I just don't think Pochettino's done anything. Like he's not, as long as he's been in the Premier League, it was, um, there wasn't really too much specially did at Southampton, really. Ooh. I mean, they, they pushed him. They pushed him to the top half of the table. They did decent. Then, as soon as he left, 
Uh, I feel like I feel like for me at least, uh, Powell did more than Pochettino did. Ooh, I I don't know about that. I, I just think that Pochettino um, did so great because Adkins obviously kept them up. That one of the first seasons they were in the Premier yeah. League, they had that really good young um, pool of British talent like Lalana. That's now all at Liverpool. Klein. Yeah, uh, we had big Ricky Lambert, um, not so young, but anyway. Um, still a geezer. Yeah, still a geezer. Um, I, I, I think that Pochettino was better than Puel. I don't think, I think Puel's work was underrated. And I think even like Leicester fans are quite harsh on him. Didn't um, he get them a top top half finish? Was it eighth or something? Who, yeah. Puel, Puel last yeah, season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he got, yeah, he did. Um, and he still got the uh, sack. Yeah, that, and he got them... I think people have too high expectations nowadays in the Premier League. Like, well, yeah, it's like you've got to be realistic. Like I said last week about the top six just having so... Like all teams have got plenty of money in the Premier League, but the top six just have way more. And it's like, what can you actually expect from your team if you are a Southampton um, or an Everton, for example? Are you? It's very difficult to break into that top six. Um, I, I, I personally think that... Pochettino was better than Puel at Southampton, but I think that uh, Puel was har- harshly criticised. Like Nathan said, getting them to eighth, and he all- don't forget that he also got them to the League Cup final as well, where they were very unluckily beaten by United. You know, offside yeah, goal, yeah. Gabbiadini, um, very harsh. So, yeah, um, I just feel like, especially like relating it back to Man United, there's no point. Uh, now we've discussed the Man United game. Uh, being on as good of a run of form as we currently are with Solskjaer, uh, yes, there's always the thought of it uh, be the same sort of thing as Di Matteo, where it's like you've given the full, t- you've given the part-time manager the job permanently, uh, and they've done something good, and then as soon as that's happened, they then go off, the, go off, the, uh, off the rails at the end of it. I just feel like, why would you go for someone who's yet to prove himself at such a big team who's been there for so long? Like, um, how long has he been at Spurs now? Three years, is it? Four, I think. Yeah, Three or I think four. four. And then he's built this really incredible team that everyone keeps saying how brilliant it is. But they've still not done anything. They've not even won. They've not even won the League Cup. They've not won the FA Cup. Like, the, I just don't see. The, I don't see him as that special of a manager when you've got that great of a pool of talent, and then you're slipping up and doing so and making so many errors. I suppose the argument would be, compared to the other five sides in there, he is doing a good job considering the lack of money Daniel Levy really gives him. Um, I think they're the only team never to sign player in two consecutive transfer windows which is just a remarkable stat yeah I um, just I don't want him I don't want him you know <coughs> I'd rather keep Solskjaer I was say who would you, ra- who would you rather yeah, this I'd is rather just keep Solskjaer I but don't then, want to leave I don't want but to then leave. like you said you want someone who's won stuff so at the minute Solskjaer well, hasn't but who who is out there see that's that not could my really problem isn't that um, that Pochettino's not won stuff it's that neither has the person you'd be replacing it. like you for example say if you brought in someone like Let's just say this is a this massive hypothetical. Say if Guardiola comes in, he's won everything. Like Guardiola is someone who has won, wherever he's been, he has won stuff. So bringing in someone that has that like a lot of experience will help the club overall. Whereas you've got someone who, um, Solskjaer has not had the best run of managerial, re- like like his managerial career has not been the best. Like his run yeah. at Cardiff was not good at all. Malmo's just being like, bog standard, yeah. Um, but yeah, like then you've got, you've, you've had this run at United. He's lit, like he's most known for his, his work at Man United. He's such like, Everyone in the club loves him, and it's almost like we're doing so well. And he's got the main problem all of the United managers since Ferguson have had is they've lost the dressing room every single time, and they've never really had control of it. Solskjaer has now got that, and all the fans are behind the club again. 
He's part, he's letting players play how they want to play. He's not restricting players in, to play really restrictively. And it's just getting the results. Like, I don't see why you'd change from someone who's who's a bit more, um, a bit different to managers we've had before, but it's then unproven, to then bring someone who's unproven, who's not really proved himself at the big league, who's been there for a lot longer. So why fix something that's not broken, basically? Exactly. Like, we've, you've, you've, we did not expect when he came in to go on a run of nine games unbeaten. You thought he'd with, just steady the shit. With, yeah, yeah. I thought we were going to finish about seventh, like fifth or, not, not fifth or sixth, I thought we were going to finish about seventh or eighth. Honestly, it was my final finish. I think Man United could push for third right now. Ooh. I think Spurs, if, if Spurs drop off, which I mean, it could quite easily happen. If they get a key injury again, could easily happen. Yeah, like Ericsson. And we're not even that far away from them. So I feel like it could actually happen. Yes, we're nine points ahead, but there's still 12 games to go. There's optimism there. Talking about Man United getting third, we've mentioned Chelsea, Spurs and Man United as contenders for third and fourth. Are we just completely ruling Arsenal out of the top four? Um, yes, I am, personally. Ooh. I I don't think we can. I don't. You can't rule any of these these out. I, the only reason I say Spurs will get top four is I. I think the cushion that they've got um, is quite quite nice, and the fact that they've done it without two of their big hitters, Ali and Kane, they're showing they are. They can be pragmatic. They can win differently. You know, they're, they're scraping results. Yes, it's not pretty, um, but they're getting the points that they need. Um, they do need those two players to come back as soon as possible because they can't. You can't keep doing this. It'll be very fortunate to do so. But Arsenal, ooh, I don't know. I it's just the defense, isn't it? They they can they can give any team a good go with their their you know their strike force, but defense defensively, like you said earlier, Mustafi, Socrates, these players aren't really good enough quality for me. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. I, I just think the other teams just have that little bit more from both sides of attack and defence to get to get the top four. I just can't see like I feel like Arsenal are gonna become for the at least um at least the next few years, I can't see them really pushing through to get high end of the top four. I can't I the most I can see them hitting is fourth. Which I know that everyone always jokes about how Arsenal only ever finished fourth in the league, but, but they take that now, wouldn't they? they now that'd, Anyone, be, that'd yeah. be brilliant. Yeah, but I feel like United are currently two points behind Spurs, uh, behind Chelsea, with an easier game this weekend, which we'll discuss in a second. Uh, obviously, United have got Fulham, and uh, Chelsea have Man City. Uh, we'll discuss that just after, in a second. But I, I, I can't, I can't see. Uh, I can see Man United finishing in the top four quite easily now. Um, especially if Chelsea, especially if Chelsea don't hit, like they have got the York Europa League games now, and if they get further than that, they might drop off and then finish in the Europa League places again. If they win the Europa League, though, they could still get Champions League. So like, there's many, there's many ways that this could go well for them this season still. But there are um, many ways that it could, yes, as well. exactly. Like, crashing out of both of them would just be exactly. Are Chelsea still in the FA Cup as well? Yeah, playing yes. you. So you've got playing you. Of course, yeah, you are. Yeah. of course you are. Good fan ears. <laughs> It'll be an interesting game to watch at the pub, won't it? Oh, it will, don't worry. I'll, I'll be rooting for you, don't worry, Adam. I love that from you, Just too. so you two can... It'll be a big man with yeah, a couple again, dark fruits. You know. well, yeah, Us again. two with our dark fruits, you two with your pints. W- will you <laughs> score? Mm, no, we won't. <laughs> no, he won't. Because <laughs> big boy Higuain will be getting a hat-trick. Yeah. Well, you, do you think that Higuain will play in the FA Cup? I can't see him play. It's been, um, he's been brought in for Premier League and um, yeah. Europa League, hasn't he? So far, he has played every game since he's been at the club. Um, it's possible Giroud might get the shout for the FA Cup considering 
there is Europa League and Carabao Cup final in the same sort of time span. Yeah, um, I mean, we're probably going to play Lukaku in the FA Cup. So, I mean, the difference in quality is quite quite tremendous. Yeah, but then we, he could easily go with Hazard, couldn't he? With, say, Hudson, Adoy, and Pedro, William on the wings. What do you make of um, Mourinho's golden boy, Lukaku, sort of struggling to find a way into the side under Solskjaer? Because Rashford's just been brilliant. Um, I've, always, I've always wanted Rashford to be given a proper chance at the club. I've always thought he should have uh, always started off. I thought at first we might go with two strikers and have Rashford um, playing just behind Lukaku and having Lukaku as a proper target man um, and then having Rashford running behind. But um, I don't blame Solskjaer for dropping Lukaku. I think he was on too bad of a run of form. I, if he continues, I can't see him staying more than next year at this rate. I feel like if Rashford stays on doing so well, Lukaku's going to want to leave. He could easily, they could easily ask for like 30, 40 million for him again. I think, I think more to be fair. Well, yeah, you um, couldn't be, I'm just saying it's like a bet, like yeah, just half of what we yeah. got him because we're going for 75. You could ask for easily half of Not that right business, now. Though, would it, be? it would be dreadful business yeah. on our half. But then saying that, we've done, we've done quite, a, we've done quite some quite decent business over the transfer window. We uh, secured uh, Marshall to a five and a half year deal and there was talk of him wanting to leave in, sept- in September. So that's what this is why I'm saying Solskjaer should try and stay at the club because he's, all the players want to play for him. Everyone seems really up for for his management and his way of his, the tactics he's put in place. Um, but going back to about going back to Lukaku, um, I, I love Lukaku. I think he's brilliant, but at the same time, I think he doesn't really suit the style of play of our club. You're gonna make a whole podcast on him. I might, oh. I might have to. Might have to. <laughs> okay. Um, Outrageous joke from you, Joe. There. Should we move on to Man City Chelsea Sunday? Yeah, cool. Um, what are you thinking? Go for the Chelsea uh, boys first. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Might be a bit optimistic, uh, but I'm gonna go one all. Um, I think Chelsea are gonna struggle to have their Sarri ball operating to the maximum capacity with Guardiola, a manager who also demands high possession stats. Um, I think it'd be one all. I think Chelsea. As much as they are, you know, conceding four to Bournemouth, I think they have got a, their defence, if disciplined, can be quite solid. It just depends on the likes of Alonso and David Luiz having that discipline. Um, Higuain's and Hazard have hit great form at the right time. Kante as well. And um, just kind of hoping that somebody like Fernandinho is injured just because he is so important to that team. Um, it's kind of... It go, he goes under the radar when it comes to how significant a, an impact he has. You know, the likes of Silva and De Bruyne are taking the plaudits mainly. Fair enough. But Fernandinho is essential to that team, like Kante has been to Chelsea and Leicester. Um, I know he's hit form recently as well, um, Jorginho. But I, I actually thought after the Bournemouth game, it would have been best taking him out of the firing line just because the Bournemouth um, players actually came out and targeted, like literally said, we know that he's slow. We know we can get at him. So they they had they base their game plan around him. And I think if you, even though he might have had a better game against Huddersfield, where he had less to do, doing this against the best team probably in the league, Man City, they could easily exploit his weaknesses and how sluggish he that, can be. That's something a lot of teams have worked out and done this season. Spurs did it. Um, Arsenal did it a few weeks back. They've just put a player for example Ali on Jorginho and then he just can't control the temper of the match how Sarri would like to um, it just makes it very difficult for Chelsea to actually get anything going 
what what was your score prediction? What did oh, you think sorry, the game? score prediction was two on Man City. Where's the optimism? Nathan? I know it's better to be pessimistic. He's got no faith in his own team. <laughs> no, I agree with him though. Cardboard oh. fan saving the win for the Carabao Cup final. Oi, where it matters most. I've got two. I've gone two on Chelsea. Uh, two on, uh, two oh, on Chelsea. oh, wait, 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 up. Two on, two on Man City. Two on Man City. Um, now I just feel I feel like you're gonna be trying to save yourself for that cup final. We'll say that. We'll say that now. I feel like you're gonna get outclassed. I feel like City are a league above you at the minute currently. Um, Especially after your quite disappointing result last weekend, you've had a, you've had two very weird results. You've you've gone from a four nil loss to a five nil win. But it was against Huddersfield. It was against Huddersfield. Yeah, right. um, but it's gonna. Yes, you know, you're gonna have. You can only beat what's in front of you. Yeah, winning breeds confidence. That I mean, is we've a, got, wow. We've got the quotes here on a lot. <laughs> what a quote from Big Nathan Harden. Very um, big. I feel I can't top that. I can't top that. What do you think, Joe? <laughs> Uh, I'd gone three one, but I'm not even going to comment on it anymore because I don't want to get roasted by <laughs> this man over here. Just take down our points. How, fine. How do you see the game panning out? Do you think it'll be City dominance? Do you think they'll they'll have more possession? Do you think it'll be pretty even? Because both think, sides. I think it'll be even possession, but I think that Man City are going to be more clinical, and they'll probably create higher quality chances. They're bouncing. I know. I know. Chelsea obviously won five nil, and I know you can only beat what's in front of you, as Nathan said. But I'm gonna get that tattooed now on my leg. <laughs> I still think a three-one victory over Arsenal is, is much more momentous victory for Man City than just a five-nil win over Huddersfield. Um, do you boys think that the reverse fixture has anything to play? You know, with this, you know, Chelsea in December beating Man City two-nil. I know they were quite fortunate, hung on in the first half, but we had that killer instinct in the second half, which we haven't seen a lot with Chelsea recently, but. What we say? Yeah, they did unsettle Man City, and I think was that Man City's first defeat of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kante and uh, Louise scoring two goals. That was with Hazard as a false nine, which is definitely not going to happen at the weekend. Mm. It'll be an interesting game, though. Be, I think it's it's, it's going to be the highlight of the weekend. I think it's the biggest game of the weekend, definitely. But yeah. it'll be it'll be nice to see what happens. Uh, well, final game of the weekend, though, on Monday night. We've got Wolves versus Newcastle. Yeah, a Wolves side that, you know, they, are, they do play some good stuff. You know, six goals in their last two games against Everton and West Ham. So, not the easiest of opponents. Um, I'm going 2-0. I think Newcastle played very well against City, getting, you know, a rare win that, you know, that people don't get against City. Um, and then very unlucky to to lose against Spurs. I think the defenders really... You know, Lascelles, Cher really did play well. I think it was the combined clearances are like something about 30, something like that. So they've put the shift in, but I think Wolves will might just be able to unlock that. That's how that Wolves might invite, like, let Newcastle come on to them and then they'll just break. We've seen that with Wolves throughout the season. That's their game plan. It, it, it shifts from a three at the back to five. They'll sit in when it when they need to and make it a five. When they push forward, the likes of Doherty and Johnny bomb up down that wing and the inverted forwards, Jota and um, it's often Costa or Traore, benefit from this. Yeah, like you, uh, like you were saying about Newcastle's defence, I would say that's probably their strongest part of the pitch. Lejeune... Lachelle's, Kieran Clark, Kieran Clark, yeah, they've Fernandez, yeah, they've they've got a lot of centre backs with a lot of uh, quality and a lot of experience. Some of them, um, 
I've gone for two one. Uh, sorry, two nil to Wolves, who I think have probably been the outstanding team of the Premier League this season. Yeah, outside of Watford, yeah, because like you said, Jota and uh, Jimenez, they've been outstanding. Jimenez maybe doesn't get as many goals as you'd like, but his work rate and what he does off the ball is phenomenal. Um, Neves and Moutinho have been a great midfield partnership and I just think they're going to have too much for Newcastle. So what does everyone think about, um, just before you give your score prediction, <coughs> what's everyone think of the new Newcastle signing, Almiron? Um, I haven't seen, to be fair, I haven't seen a lot of him. Um, I've heard that he is quite a pacey player, direct forward. Um, I think they they did need something like this to smash that transfer record, you know, the record fee of Michael Owen back in who knows when. Um I think it, it's just lifted the club and perhaps that news last week with the City game happening on the Tuesday night really did give them a boost um, and I'd like to see I'd like to see a bit more of him to be fair um, might cause Wolves a couple of problems but I've still like I said Wolves 2 now. Yeah I don't think it mattered if it was Almiron or a packet of crisps Newcastle fans were just happy to have spent <laughs> that money I think, the fa- I think Mike Ashley actually finally spending money in the club showed a bit of difference yeah um, maybe the times have changed at Newcastle given Rafa Benitez finding something to work with um, mm. no I feel like I feel like they could do it well no I've, I say this I've, I've put 2-2 two, two down so I don't think they can do it. I think it's going to be an interesting game but <laughs> I feel like Almiron could do some stick to one result come um, on Adam well he starts training with the club tomorrow morning apparently I've read online um, his work payment came through on Monday so he starts officially training with them tomorrow um, as, as of when we're recording um, but I feel like he could do some de- I feel like he do, could do some damage at the club um, if he'll start at the weekend, I don't know. He might not be uh, on Monday, shall I say? So he's got four or five days to get ready for the game. I don't know if that's enough time for him. They might they might save him and play, play him next weekend. Um, Bend him in, yeah, and give him some time to play play behind the scenes. Maybe give him a few minutes off the bench. But I can see him grabbing a goal this weekend, definitely in this two two game. I've, I've put down at Molyneux. Uh I went one nil uh, to Wolves, and I just think it's because Newcastle's. Yeah, okay, they beat um, City. Um, but I don't think their away form is good enough to go to Molyneux and get a, a, like a, a decent result, even a draw. I think Wolves are going to snatch it probably early in the, in the first half and just hold on to it for the entire game. So, boys, are we saying that by the time we come around to do the next sports sit-down, will Liverpool be on top or will City be on top? I, I think so too. I think... To be fair, looking at it now, it would be very difficult for um, City, City to get on top just because of the goal difference. They've got better goal difference, haven't they? Yeah, they've got five, five, oh. five goals ahead. I, I think Liverpool because I don't see oh, yeah, them, I don't see them yeah. losing to Bournemouth. Maybe ah, true. I've at, put at draw le- down. At, that's what I'm going to say. At least, at least a draw. So at, at least they're going to be a point ahead. Yeah, that's yeah. That's I think they should be looking to be three points ahead by the end of next week. By the, after this weekend, maybe, will we? Think Man United will be in the top four though. Do you think Chelsea are going to lose against Man City? Um, well, I've gone with one all, but that's me being optimistic. But I think I don't know. It's going to be a right dogfight then this season, isn't it? For a the right dogfight, great dogfight. Dog like, yeah. um, the greyhounds. <laughs> almost as much of a dogfight as it is in the Championship. In order what a to link! Get up. What a link, mate. <laughs> Segway. While with, we've got while we've got the boys here, we thought that was slick. we thought we'd test out their Championship knowledge. Come yeah. on. We're gonna start with Big Joe Ash. What do you want? What do you want? A recap of a few. A few we're just gonna. I wanted to see what your thoughts were on the weekend. Uh, with a nice two 0 win against uh, Bolton, and what you're thinking about next week with this big game against Villa. Uh, in the first 
in the first half especially, I felt like United just didn't press enough. They looked a bit too comfortable. I think that's what Wilder might have said after the game, that they just looked too comfortable. Uh, United never looked like they were really going to score in the first half, but neither did Bolton. And that's what's expected of a team who are sitting like second bottom uh, in the championship. Uh, but the second United scored in the second half, Bolton's edge just went down. And I feel like that probably is the case. Um throughout the whole season because what is it what is it with their own at the moment or something players I on think game? it's about yeah not paying players, players on game well it shows some play Amiobi they just when they don't have the ball the ball they just don't they just look like they don't want to be there uh, and that that shows in their performance and stuff like the amount of goals of the fact that they've let in nearly 50 goals this far into the season it's quite it's not a great statistic to show and as I said, the second that first goal went in, the heads went down. Sharp scored a header off of a free kick against Wheater, and he and Wheater is massive. Yeah, Sharp should not be scoring. He should not be scoring headers in them situations. Yeah, he still did, and it's just an example of Bolton just turning off straight away. Um, do you do you believe? Try and give a neutral view here. Um, do you believe United can get top spot? Or at least, can they get automatic promotion in those top two places? With their games coming up, I I definitely think we'll finish in the top six. And I'd like to think in the top four. Um, but I don't think they can win. I And I don't think they'll... At most, second is probably more realistic. But I think, I think Norwich and Leeds will both go up uh, out of the top three at the moment. Okay. Um... And I don't... Do you think United are going to go up? I think if they go up, it's going to be, it might be a bit of a Huddersfield situation. What I don't want to. I don't think it's going to be as bad, and I don't want to say that because I want to believe in my own club. I just don't know how Billy Sharp will fare in the Premier League because if you get there, yeah, because well, last season I, I know you can't really as a United fan, you're not you're not going to slander Billy Sharp, but I felt like he was he was still a League One striker playing in the Championship last season. Um, I felt like Leon Leon Clark outshone him a lot, whereas this season he's kind of come into his own a bit more. He's he's adapted a bit more, learnt that he can't just finish. He's actually got to show other skills up front. Yeah, um, it is quite tight up there. To be fair, um, I'm just quite surprised that Bristol City are so high. To be fair, you know, with so much movement in in the Championship, you know, you see the points difference. It's so narrow. Um, anyone from like I say from Derby like Derby to maybe Swansea oh oh yeah oh no I'm on about people who probably could get into the oh the playoff spots maybe maybe from yeah actually you're right probably from Swansea it's very tight yeah I mean just a few victories going your way will yeah well I'm obviously from Nottingham and um, the local team mainly is Nottingham Forest they were not long, not long ago, you know, sitting just behind Derby. Derby was sit, uh, I think Derby were fifth, and Forest were seventh, uh, sixth. Sorry, uh, it all kind of went a bit messed up there. They s- surrendered um, a two, I think it was a two or three goal lead away at Norwich, which you know is a rarity. Um, getting you know scoring three goals past Norwich at Carrow Road this season. Nathan, I know you're you're more of a Norwich. Yeah, well, well yeah. from Norfolk. Um, yeah, top of the table clash, wasn't it? 
on Saturday. Yeah. Leeds losing 3-1. Norwich, they've just been brilliant so far this season. Um, Leeds, ever since the Spygate, I think... I think it's four games in six they've lost or at least dropped points, which are the wheels starting to come off for Bielsa. I don't know. They're clearly going through a bit of a tough patch at the minute and they've still got some tough games to come. Norwich, on the other hand, they just seem to know how to win games at the minute. They just can't seem... put And draws, a few draws along the way as well. Pukki, 18 goals, death side in. I think Vrancic got a couple as well and leapfrogged Leeds was a huge boost. Even though, it, so you, you're talking about Norwich like this, but I've just noticed on our score prediction sheet that you've predicted a one-all. The Ipswich, who are currently sitting rock bottom by a good five points. Why is that, Nathan? Conflicting. All right. First of all, I'd like to say sorry, Dad, for that prediction. But um, one-one... I think Paul Lambert returning to Norwich. Uh, I know Ipswich have got a, a shambolic record against Norwich recently, but anything can happen in the championship. Anything it it is the most competitive league in the world. It is. Watch yeah. next season. Watch Millwall go for promotion. <laughs> Currently sat in 20th. Watch them next year go for it. Well, that, that's the thing. And you, whenever you put two teams against one another that are local rivals, such as... Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday, even though they're so far apart in the, the division, it's always that atmosphere is going to, you know, form, position goes out the window. It's just one that one head-to-head. And uh, I've personally gone for a 3-1 victory for the Canaries. Um, but I think, you know, Nathan's prediction could well be the case. But I think Norwich just possess firepower that, Ipswich aren't going to be able to handle. I put 3-0 Norwich. I can't see Ipswich doing anything against them. I said, I said 3-0 Norwich as well, yeah. Ipswich are looking really, really poor. Um, I don't, I'm don't. i not expecting anything. To be honest, I'm surp- I'll be surprised if Norwich don't get free past them. They should be probably aiming for more. So the three non-Norwich fans have gone quite optimistic for the Canaries, whilst <laughs> the Tratter boy himself has a... Uh, has gone for a one-all. That was the worst accent. That was yeah. very dreadful. I feel like that's probably actually quite offensive. I should people. should probably apologise to Nathan's father as well. Sorry, Mr. Harding. Uh, what else? We, what else we want to talk? Touch um, on well, I think we should the jump. Championship. I think if we're going down from down from the top, uh, I think we should go straight ne- uh, to Leeds United. Um, Nathan did touch upon it. You know the the mixed ma- mismatch of form. Um, their next game is away at Middlesbrough, a place that nobody really wants to go, um, Riverside Stadium. I've gone 2-1 uh, Middlesbrough. They've just come off the back of a, a very good victory against fellow promotion chasers, West Brom. Um, and it was mainly thanks to Britta Sombolonga, the, the player they signed from Nottingham Forest not you know about a year and a half ago. Uh, when I was younger, I used to sometimes watch uh, Forest at the city ground. And it was a Sombolonga and Antonio that Mikel Antonio that really stood out as the two two best players. The other players were pretty, you know, bog standard championship level players. But now you can really see a Sombolonga's quality. I would quite like to see him in the Premier League. But I think he he deserves a shot here. He's a he's always scored where he's been, where it's been Peterborough, Forest, now Middlesbrough. He's scoring goals, and on Saturday 
to say they beat the team, you know, place above them, even though they're on the same points. It's, you know, that's a big victory. And I think this momentum, taking it to a home game against Leeds, who have, you know, faltered recently. I think 2-1 Middlesbrough, and I'm going to go for a Sombolonga goal. I went I went 1-0 Middlesbrough. I think Leeds' poor um, record at the moment is going to carry on, especially because Middlesbrough got a nice 3-2 win at the weekend against West Brom, who are also playoff uh, rivals at the moment. Um, and it, that is quite impressive because West Brom score a lot. They... I think they they have yeah, they have the best goal difference in the entire league at the moment. So yeah. to go and play them away and come out with a very good result is is well done. So I definitely think they'll probably I don't want to say batter leads because I've only gone one nil, but I definitely think they'll beat them. It's quite it's quite odd when you look at Middlesbrough here. Um, the two sides like from the game just gone West Brom and Middlesbrough, they're quite different in terms of goals for and goals and goals against one side West Brom scoring 59 compared to Middlesbrough's 34 um, whereas they can see, uh, Middlesbrough conceded 16 less so it really shows that Tony Poulis is putting his stamp uh, you know his marker down on this Borough squad proper Tony Poulis football yeah, aren't they playing yeah, just, like still doing well but you know perhaps not by the most convincing scores even though it was a 3-2 at the weekend but might have just been this one off but yeah, two one. Adam, what what score are you going for? I've got the exact same as you. Oh, surprise! Surprise! Should I say I'm copying you now? Well, you're a championship expert. I forget. Sorry. Yeah, clearly I know so much about the league since. Well, I've got no team in that sport anymore because yeah. I was, used to be Leicester in there for years. Leicester went up, and I've, since I've had <laughs> nothing. I've not chosen a Sheffield team yet to support. Oh, Ooh. well, you know who you're picking anyway. It's Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah, big Wednesday. Big Wednesday. Big Wednesday. Big Damien. <laughs> and uh, Nathan. What about you? Um, I've gone the other way. I've gone 2-1 to Leeds. Ooh. I know I mentioned uh, they're poor run of form, but I think they do need to bounce back. You just want Norwich to lose, don't you? I'm just a pessimistic person, okay? You just want your dad to feel sad, don't you? You're a horrible, horrible child. No, I just think Le- Leeds, they, if it doesn't turn around now, because they've been so consistent and so good for the most part of this season, if they keep dropping points they could go off the rails and drop down and fall out of the automatics we're gonna end you know wrap up the show here with one last prediction it's an absolute great it's Rotherham versus Wigan Athletic biggest game we've covered you know the the games at the top it's only fair to cover the relegation battle uh, Joe's looking at me gone out here not covering the Aston Villa versus Sheffield United game I'm sorry, mate. Maybe next week we could touch upon the beloved United. Quick score prediction, mate. Come on. Get, we'll, get we'll, we'll, we'll get it quickly done then. Go on. Villa versus Sheffield United. What are you going for? 2-1 to the Blades. Okay. I've gone 2-0. I've gone 3-2 uh, Sheffield United. I've gone 2 all. I think it's definitely a result what United kind of need in the next, like, in their last 16 games. They're against seven of the top 10. So it's it's not going to be that's why I don't think they're going to get automatic. So I think these results against the lower of the top 10 teams like Villa and Hull, they kind of need to be burying and getting getting a win. Okay, so as, a, um, as I just said there, we're going to end the show with the biggest game of the weekend in the championship. The you know It's Rotherham taking on Wigan Athletic. Uh, Rotherham currently sitting 21st out of 24 and Wigan in 19th. 
Wigan have just come off the back of a, a victory against QPR 2-1 at home. Um, Rotherham, you know, score draw away at Mill, not the easiest place to go, the Den, but perhaps should be winning that against the team in 20th. I've gone 1-0 Wigan. Don't know, to be totally honest, I don't know a, a great deal about either side. Uh, I know that Will Grigg has just left Wigan, so it's broken our hearts. But 1-0, not really much more for me to say. What about you guys? I've gone 1-1. 1-1. 1-1, solid. Everyone's going to say where they are. Nothing else to say on the situation. I've gone 2-1 to Wigan. It, this could literally be any score. Typical championship football, isn't it? Any score. I, I just went nil-nil. Nil. It's just like why Joe loves it, but then he comes and hits with the nil-nil prediction. I did. I, I've gone nil-nil. I just don't think it's going to be a very interesting game. That's, that's all I've got to say on it. Okay. Um, a bit, uh, just a boring stalemate. Yeah. We really just wanted to talk about a game from the bottom of half of the day, didn't we? But if anyone's and it's local, Rotherham. Yeah, Good old Rotherham boys. Unfortunately, we didn't have time for the Wednesday game. Sorry, you, you know who you are if you support Wednesday. Yep. But who we'll supports Chef Wednesday out here? Eh? Yeah, 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 I know. I, I personally don't know. I mean, from where we're recording, I mean, it is very United Central. Yeah, we're, United's very close to, the, to where we're recording. So to yeah. be fair, I did used to live right opposite uh, Wednesday's ground. So he's a bit of a fake fan, then, I isn't know. he? We'd just like to give a shout out to Steve Bruce getting a 1-0 victory. <laughs> First game. After his holiday in, where was it? <laughs> was it West Indies? He was following the cricket, weren't he? Yeah. Was he? Yeah. He came, in on, he came in on deadline day and brought in some signs with him, didn't he? Yeah. What a, what a guy. Because there's pictures of him uh, with all the England cricket team. Yeah. I think we should end it on that note. Just the sight of They've Steve got right Bruce. In. Steve Bruce is going to win again. Steve, Steve he's going to win again. Victorious again. in the city, the Steel City. After his nice little break in in the West Indies, in the West Indies, yeah. Um, so, cheers for listening to this, guys. Um, we'll see you again next Tuesday. So stay tuned. I will love it if we beat them. Love it.